Hey everyone, just wanted to give you all a quick disclaimer that this episode is actually 43 and not 42, and because I'm too lazy to edit it out, we're just gonna leave it as is. Sorry about that. Can you believe this? This is 2020. We've seen some crazy shit. Maddie, plenty. What can you say? What can you do? This is episode 42. Um, rate and review us on iTunes. You can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Um, make sure you subscribe. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at yellowpackaging604. Uh, yeah, follow us. You're listening to Yellow Packaging by Jesslyn and Colton. We're two Asians born and raised in Vancouver. Living our lives through the perspective of a growing minority. Our podcast is about nothing. About something. And about everything. We talk about issues going on in our lives, our city, and how that relates back to our place in a Western society. So sit back. Listen up. And get a new view on what it's like. And get a new view on what it's like to live in Vancouver. To live in Vancouver. Hello, hello, hello. hello. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Oh, you're not talking to me. You're talking to all our fans. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. exactly. How are you guys? How are you guys? It's been so long. It's it been a, about a month. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always been a month because we're so good at this now. <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to our podcast. I can't believe we're already 42 episodes in. Yeah, this is 42. Yeah, I think we, we got a good thing going, so let's just keep rolling with it until somebody tells us to stop. <laughs> Chris R.W. How dare you, Chris R.W. <laughs> I feel like we talk about, it, talk about him every episode. I know. He must love it. He's like, whoa, I, I'm so glad I wrote that review. Now they mention me all the time. I can't stop thinking about me. Ain't that the truth? Um, so it's... Like, pretty much mid-September now, right? It's September. Yeah. We're recording today on Thursday, September 16th. That's it. And I feel like it's like we're halfway through September already. Oh, God. And the state of the state is not in a good state. <laughs> you know, we say this is a, supposed to be a comedy podcast, yeah. but, you know, there's really nothing funny about 2020 <laughs> nothing so far. Funny. Yeah, no. I think it's dark comedy. <laughs> well, point. it's definitely dark thanks to the smoke. Yeah, so... For those of us not in Vancouver or not in the West, western yeah. part of North America, I'd say it's it's pretty apocalyptic right now, wouldn't oh, totally. you say? It's crazy. Like just when we thought that, you know, COVID didn't already get us down, you know, we have a moth infestation in, <laughs> yeah. in, in the city or in, in all of, I think, BC, I feel like. Is it? So I Googled it. Yeah. Because I was like, holy moly, there's a moth, there's a moth, there's a moth. They're and everywhere. It, it is seriously an infestation. Yeah. And just looking out my window, they're they're everywhere. It, that's why I don't want to open my windows. But then on top of that, what else do we have? <laughs> uh, the smoke. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. awful smoke. Um, I think we're like one day short of an earthquake is that gonna happen oh around God. the corner Don't just kidding i'm not even sorry everyone. The world. <laughs> uh, i can't even deal if that was to happen I, I don't even know how i would deal with that do you remember there was an earthquake probably like 10 years ago it wasn't a it wasn't a big one yeah like our fridge moved i think and we, I that think, was it i think we get like tiny earthquakes or like 
earthquakes like you're talking about every so often that startle us yeah and we're like whoa did you feel that did you feel that was <laughs> yeah, that exactly. okay our fridge moved it was definitely <laughs> yeah, something exactly i've definitely been shaken awake in the middle of the night from an earthquake oh my gosh when um i think it was about two years ago okay was it two years ago then yeah i know there was one in the middle of the night we had okay. an earthquake and it shook me awake oh my gosh yeah. terrifying but yeah i don't know i mean i know there's other parts of the world that get a lot worse so yeah so consider ourselves lucky then exactly but we are on the was it the fault line yeah the Juan de Fuca yeah you know they've been telling that um telling us or warning us about that for so long like if you remember in high school yeah I know or even elementary school like the big earthquake yeah I'm still waiting I mean there's always there's always like the counter arguments to that where they say we get micro earthquakes every day you know that release some of the tension that's being built up yeah but I don't know. I mean, uh, I know when you think about it, it's like they've also been warning us about global warming. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but we fixed the ozone layer. Remember in elementary school, that was like the huge thing. Did we have, fix it? I think now it is. I don't know if it is now considering yeah. our state, but maybe a few years ago we had fixed the ozone layer. Yeah. You had to look at um, those arsenal cans with a special oh, logo that. on it. Do you remember that? <laughs> they would teach you that in elementary school. The, you mean the, the aerosol cans? Yeah. yeah. What did I call it? When the it... arsenal cans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where you blow up everything. Like, those are the only cans um, I deal with. Oh my I gosh. Mean, yeah. Those are definitely really bad for the ozone layer, but I don't think we fixed the ozone layer. You know what? Let me Google that. I feel like we had fixed the ozone layer oh, because we got rid of it so it repaired itself is yeah that what you mean got it um. <laughs> i hope you know i'm not a scientist i just You're want not? you to know that <laughs> the whole time i thought you um, were but um i will say that i don't know I, oh it's repairing it's repairing oh, that so i can believe for sure it'll be hopefully be fixed by 2030 30s got like it. in the 2030s oh 2030s that sounds weird rolling off my 10 tongue. years from now 2030s um but i also heard that in greenland when we've lost a glacier in greenland it broke off okay and then so what happens it, now it means global warming is a real thing oh my gosh <laughs> that's what it means because that's the whole point of global warming is that our glaciers are like melting right now and if those glaciers melt then the yeah. water levels rise and then it's going to be water world. Richmond's the first to go, I heard. Uh, yeah, of course. Everybody <laughs> says that. Earthquake. <laughs> flooding tsunami. Richmond gone. Richmond. Gone. Just get rid of Richmond. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so this is now the depressing yeah. podcast. <laughs> so anyways, that's your apocalyptic news for today. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, wildfire smokes covering the entire city, moths, COVID aside, how has the end days of of summer been for you (laughs) how have the end of days been for you exactly (laughs) uh so this is the second coming yes the second yeah um you know it's been actually it's been pretty good since we last spoke um a couple of things happened like we went away we went to victoria yeah um at the same time you went away too yeah thank god we went that time because had we gone this week it would have been a write-off oh totally definitely so, Victoria. Positive news. All right. So Vic- you know what? Right now, simple pleasures. That's yeah. like an amazing thing. That's totally. very positive. Yeah, uh, exactly. Victoria. Yeah, no, Victoria is nice. You forget how small it is. Yeah. 
How small, like quaint. Also, like everything shuts down super early yeah. too. It's very like, um, like small town, I guess, in the that field. Capital city of British Columbia. That's right. right. It's where the parliament is. Where they pass bills and stuff. Yeah, they do they do, do that? Yes, government they stuff, do. Political yeah. stuff there. That's true. I yeah. Um, Were you gonna say something about Dr. Bonnie Henry? <laughs> Does she, she live there? I think she's in Victoria. <laughs> she lives in there, that building, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm she, her, She's on the top floor, like where that dome is. Yeah, like exactly. that's her bedroom. Got it. I figured that's where she lived. <laughs> it's a palace. It's a, um, totally. So yeah, we were there for a few days. Yeah, um, we had an Airbnb, and I feel like that is safer too like you i think we paid a little bit extra too for extra cleaning plus i did my own cleaning when i got there wait hold on you said you paid a little extra for extra cleaning so is that an option uh no sorry uh you pay a little (laughs) extra for them to do the extra cleaning you mean it costs more at Airbnb? <laughs> yeah. What time is it? It's super hot in here. Yeah. I know the cleaning fee is a lot higher than yeah, it used yeah, to be. That's it. what I really am trying to say. Holy moly. It's like, what do you mean? There's like a, an extra, like you can choose extra, extra COVID fee. cleaning if you can afford it. Otherwise, it's up to you. You get basic cleaning. Someone uses their sock or something to wipe cabinets So you, you have the choice of ghetto cleaning or COVID cleaning. <laughs> You click get okay, you're like, oh, you're poor. <laughs> we won't rent to you. Uh, where oh, okay. am I? Yeah, cleaning. And then I just cleaned myself. So, like, what did your cleaning process involve? It was just, like, counters, handles, things yeah. that were going to be, like, high touch areas. Touch areas, exactly. Right. Then everything else. And, like, the toilet and stuff. Yeah. So, um, other than that, I felt, like, super safe. Like, I wasn't going to clean their cushions. You did? No, oh. I wasn't about to, like, deep clean their home. And then I have to leave. No. no. So, and then we met the cleaners, too, and they are super nice. How did you meet the cleaners? Is that a thing? No, it was at the end of our trip. Like, when we were checking out, they were just, like, coming in. Oh, nice. And it worked out. And That's was good. Like, yeah. She seemed like a clean lady. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't like I haven't done Airbnb since COVID happened, so I'm curious to know like what how what Airbnb is doing to kind of make you feel more safe and secure when you're renting from, you know, like a yeah, stranger. I'm house. not sure what they're. But you felt pretty good. I about felt it. pretty good. Yeah. I think I feel better about that versus yeah. like a hotel. Yeah, I guess because there's less in and I guess is it less in and out though I don't know but like it's someone who's not as around as many people I guess right I would think so yeah was it an apartment or a house it was an apartment okay yeah it's a small one it was nice nice yeah I don't know I I'd be open to I think I always prefer Airbnb over hotels any day I just I find it's a more intimate and personal environment yeah Um, it feels like a home yeah exactly versus a hotel I agree um cool and then what did you do in Victoria so we did um some like more kiddish stuff yeah. like just obviously isa had to come along right uh so Isa's... ball and chain <laughs> what a drag <laughs> um so we did stuff we never usually or would even think of doing yeah so one was the butterfly gardens oh, which nice. was super cool um and then we just walked around we checked out some like obviously me and coleman are getting like plastered yeah. at the bar doing happy hour but right. we did walk around like we checked out some like cool bookstores yeah Monroe and Russell's I don't know if you've been to those places but mm. if you're ever there highly recommend it it's okay. very cool um and then was that all in downtown Victoria it was downtown and yeah. then we uh went to Brentwood Bay that's where the oh, nice. 
uh, Butterfly Gardens um, is. That's also where Butcher Gardens. Yeah, it's kind of like kind of the... that like halfway point between like Swords Bay and Victoria. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was just like pretty chill. Nice. Yeah, I like Victoria quite a bit. I think the chill vibe that I think there's a bit of like there is a chill vibe there that I really appreciate. It's kind of like it's city but not city at the same time. Yeah. I really like their downtown area. It's it's not overwhelming. You can like do it in like less like a couple hours yeah. and see what downtown has to offer. It's like two streets. Yeah, really. exactly. And there's a like there's just really good vibes there. I feel like um I like the Chinatown there. It looks more like a Chinatown compared yeah. to our Chinatown. It's very like IG. Totally friendly. It's it's also very um typical touristy Chinatown as well. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which is nice too. Sometimes you want to see that. Yeah, exactly. It's refreshing. Um, but no, I agree. Uh. After, did you, did, so the book you lent me, Chop Suey Nation, Yeah. Right? She, she did go to a restaurant in, in Victoria. Victoria. Did you see it? Uh, no, I didn't see it. Okay. Don Me is the name of the restaurant. But the right? writing that she talks about, yeah. it's like everywhere. Typical there. Chinese yeah. like restaurant writing for sure. Like what, what do you call that font? Chinese. Oriental. Oriental flair font. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oriental flavor. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. That's we didn't awesome. even talk about that. Like, the did you enjoy that book? I really enjoyed that book. Yeah. Yeah. So for those who are listening who don't know, Chop Suey Nation is essentially about, uh, I think she's like, she's she's a journalist. She's, yeah. She travels across Canada visiting Western Chinese restaurants. So she's from Vancouver too, yeah. or Burnaby. Right. And she starts off in Victoria and makes her way all across Canada visiting visiting restaurants. She like did it by Chinese, car. Yeah. Um, I guess Western Chinese cuisine. Yeah. And just kind of like interviewing the owners there and kind of getting their their history and their background of how they got there and why they're doing what they're doing and it's it's a bit it's touching i feel like you know what i mean just to see how a lot of these people who come here to open businesses are pretty much doing it for this romanticized idea of living the western life and how yeah. it's so much better but when they get here they realize how much better their life was back yeah and how in china and hong kong or wherever yeah a lot harder it is yeah exactly Because she also parallels it with her family yeah exactly and what and they were also restaurant owners as yeah. well so i feel like i think i think as living with immigrants like having immigrant parents it and for me at least i felt like i could relate to a lot of what she was talking about in her book i don't yeah. know do you feel the same way like having immigrant parents or um no not in the same way like i I can understand some of the challenges. Yeah. And then also, like, one thing I remember is where, this doesn't ruin it, but, like, her sister, or her mom was about to give birth to the sister. Yeah. And it was just, like, such a challenge because they own a business. Yeah. She's about to give birth. Like, what do you do? She still had to work in the restaurant yeah. until, like, up till the very end. Like, I think yeah. she actually got, she broke her water or whatever you call it yeah. in the restaurant so and then she had to be by herself at yeah. the hospital like okay yeah. i won't go anymore no. but then you see that story versus um the wulu yeah which is also an immigrant story totally but vastly different totally but like, also very dysfunctional as well at the same yeah time. but also there's like some ways you can relate to that yeah. too right yeah so anyways <laughs> read those books yeah so what the first one is called the wulu yeah and then the second book is called Chop Suey Nation. If you're looking for some interesting reads on Chinese kind of immigrant culture. And what's um, great too, that they're both from the lower mainland. Yeah, exactly. So for us Vancouverites, there's a setting that you can visualize and know yeah. about and be familiar with. Um, that being said, just kind of riffing off, because I feel like most of the time we talk about like Chinese immigrant society and just like growing up a Chinese 
in Vancouver, but we don't really talk about being a Filipino in Vancouver. Um, do you feel like that side of the story is ever told in a in a no, more I publicized way? I feel like I've, there's not that much attention. I don't think there is either. Yes. Um, and I don't know why that is. Maybe there's not enough like Filipino people out there trying to share the story, or there there are, and They're it's just not, not being... just getting out there. Yeah. Or in some ways, too, you know, we're not sharing it because we want to be so westernized that yeah. we just like kind of like, Meh. we've like made our kids adapt to just speaking like English. Like for my cousins, for instance, they live in Winnipeg. Yeah. Um, they moved here when my oldest cousin was like, I think, six or eight years old or something. Right. But they only spoke English. Yeah. So they can't speak or really understand like their dialect or Tagalog. Yeah. Um, and then it's just her, their parents who wanted them to like sort of adapt and like be like the other Canadian kids. You know what I mean? For sure, definitely. Yeah, like I think that's what every parent wants is like for you to fit in and belong. And I feel like this whole false idea of like westernized being this glamorous kind of image is so widespread in immigrant culture. Yeah. That you kind of, and then as you get older, I feel like you kind of lose, you lose sight of how proud you should be to be. You know, I feel Filipino, like it might have been now that I'm like meeting more younger people, there's a definite divide. Like before we'd be like, I wish I was white yeah. or I wish I was lighter skin or whatever. Totally. And then now on the flip side, kids who are like, you know, 10 to 20 years younger than us, they're like so proud yeah. to be Filipino totally. or Chinese or, you know, like very proud of their culture. Yeah. Um, and hopefully like we're moving in that direction. Yeah. When your parents first came here, were they, were they business owners or did they, you know, like, oh, not to be a stereotype, but like a lot of Filipinos that come to Canada, Vancouver or wherever, they immediately go into the service field, right? So a lot of their jobs are like nursing. Um, I don't know, like, I'm just trying to think of like, like, I think the nursing caretaker kind of yeah. roles are very prominent Strong in Filipino culture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so for my parents, no. So they left the Philippines and then they moved to Italy. And then from there, I don't think they worked in the fields they had um, graduated in. Right. So my mom was in a nurse in Italy. Yeah. And then she moved to Canada and she wasn't a nurse right away. So at that time you had to do the test all over again. Right. Yeah. It's like you're not qualified. Yeah. To be you're a not qualified. You are in the Philippines, but not here. So she did that. I think she was an LPN and then she went back to school to get her degree in nursing again. Yeah. So she had to like start all over. And my dad, I think the same thing. I think he went into tourism. He went to school for that. And then he had to start all over again. Yeah. I find that happens with a lot of immigrant families too, is that what they were qualified for back in their home country. Yeah. They are no longer qualified for here, which is so disappointing to see how like, some families give up all of that just so they could live in America. Or, like, how know, awful was it back home for them then? Because they're like, you know, I don't want to say like top of the food chain, yeah. but like professionals probably earning like big bucks totally. where they're from. Yeah. Um, I and, don't know. And then to come and then to come to Canada, and it's like you've, you can be a custodian. Yeah, exactly. And I wonder, like, if that, like, I think I'm sure in some countries, like that Western image is st- is still prominent. Yeah. But how prominent is it now compared to like 20, 30 years ago? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I just, I wonder in the state that we're in right now, if the Western kind of philosophies and and kind of media still has such a strong presence in, you know, non-Western people's 
goals and you know what I, mean? I wonder if what they're seeing now is like showing them like hey maybe we should just chill out here for a bit let's see how things happen like yeah. between uh, trump and the states and then who knows what our country's doing totally. right now i don't know yeah i think we're like being like children of immigrants i think we are definitely i think we do have a certain privilege that allows us to be more non-committal to certain things like if we don't like it we can just leave you know what I mean? Like that kind of oh, ideology. You know yeah, what I mean? Like Because we can. Yeah. yeah, because we can. So, I don't know. It's just, I, I want to riff on that and just kind of get your take on it. Because I don't really hear much about what what it's like to grow up as like a child of a immigrant Filipino family. I guess you don't see your mom a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your grandma is like your, your caretaker, yeah. like your person, your mom is that pretty common for do you feel like that's pretty common i think it is like i see that with my cousin and my aunt like my aunt takes care of her kids and she and her husband work yeah um i guess not so much mine my my mom would still be working right yeah and i guess like is that pretty common then for a lot of filipino immigrants to come into north america or wherever and start off in the service field like like for chinese people for example they're they're coming in and they, and they open, like, restaurants, right? Like, Chinese yeah. restaurants are what they're known for, right? Yeah. Like, as an immigrant family, that's where you start, kind of. Do you feel like that's... Is there anything like that for Filipino families? I think... I don't think there is something like that. Yes. Yeah. Just, like, based on my family, I think they all are okay with... Or they've been okay with just going and being an LPN. Yeah, yeah. And then working again towards... Totally. That... Or they just stay, like, I've got some, you know, uncles who are custodians, yeah. and they work at, they all work at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> so, or my other cousin, they work at Tim Hortons. I think they're just, like, content with that, too. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, like, I, it's funny you would ask me that, because no one's ever really asked me that before. Yeah, it's just, like, I don't know, reading, like, reading the woo-woo, reading Chop Suey Nation, and then, like, all that, and then just, like, watching all those videos of how Chinese food came to, like, American stuff. Like, yeah, I'm curious Delta. to know what yeah. the Filipino side of that is. You know what I mean? Like, what is the equivalent of that? Because I don't really hear a lot about that. I just know that, like, Filipinos have a really strong connection to family. You yeah. know, they're, they're main. They work in the service industry, like, primarily, like, nurse medical care. Yeah. Um, nannies are a big thing. You know what I mean? So it's, like, yeah. I'm just curious to know. But, yeah, it's, yeah we should hear more about that. Like, I feel like you should share like, more about I, that. I, I just shared a little bit right yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not sure, and I, I would like to, I guess, seek that. Yeah. Too, because all my aunts are like nurses. Totally. Um, but some of them own businesses, but it's also related to healthcare. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> well, I can see it too. There's like security in it. You know, Job you're gonna stability. get stability. Yeah. You're always gonna need a nurse. You can travel around the world. So, like, there's definite perks. And yeah. I even see the next generation. They're just like, I'm gonna be a nurse. It's like, okay, that's really. And there's great. nothing wrong with there that. There isn't. That, there yeah. isn't. Like me and my sister are not, and we're poor. But like, <laughs> hey, you know what? We're happy. We're happy people. I think it like to choose to have that privilege to choose is one thing, but to co- to go somewhere and be that's your only option is another. You know what I mean? But, like, if that's your only option and it gives you an escape, yeah. or it gives you, you know, stability, financial stability, yeah. too. It's yeah. like, why not? Yeah, totally. Exactly. I could never be, me and my sister are talking to this, like, why didn't we decide to be nurses? It's like, uh, because everything's disgusting. It's like, <laughs> you have to deal with, like, poop, urine, yeah. giving needles, poking through someone's skin. Yeah, totally. Like, oh, my God. No, thank you. I don't even like seeing it to, on myself. Yeah, but... 
that's what I mean, right? It's like, if you're an immigrant, that is your only option, right? Like, yeah. if you want an income, you want to support a family, you want to live somewhere. And it's you're like, just like okay, yeah. I'm just going to draw some <laughs> exactly. blood totally. from you. Oh. Well, it's either that or you don't have any job and you're yeah. at, at homeless, and you're on the right? street. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I will say that, like, I don't know, like, Filipino nurses and stuff, they're so friendly and nice all the time. They really are. Like, <laughs> I see my mom, too, and they just love her. Yeah. She's so nice to her patients. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're great at their job. I mean... Is that being stereotypical? I don't know, but I don't know. I don't think so. And I think that's the family part. They've learned to be like nurturing because they've had that basically their whole lives. On the flip side, they're like the meanest too. It's like shame is like very strong in that culture. Yeah, I guess it's like the stuff you don't really see, right? Yeah. Being an outsider. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, I see that with Issa. So someone asked me like, how'd you get her to potty train? I was like, well, she kind of just like picked it up we just were introducing the toilet all the time and i was like and shame i always remind her the time she peed in the kitchen <laughs> remember when you got it on your feet <laughs> so it's like and then that worked but i don't know like long term wise what's that, that doing to her, her psyche for but sure. boy does she know how to use that toilet i mean there's no right way or wrong way to teach a kid right it's just like you're pa- you're kind of passing down how you learned right yeah so that's all it is i don't think there's anything wrong with that but so I, I was listening or i saw this post is like joe coy you know the comedian yes and he was like saying how his mom's only language is yelling right and i think one was and shaming you yeah and he's like i'm a five-year-old boy who lost his lunchbox and he's like how could you lose this lunchbox you go to school and you go to home yeah. how did you lose it where in between did you lose it? he's like i just i don't know he's like where did you lose it you cannot find it you only go to these two places and he's like i just i don't know and, and it's it like, sticks with you it's, it just sticks with you you never will lose your shit again and that lunchbox yeah. probably still has it <laughs> So it's like these things, I don't know, it's just part of, it's just I feel, with growing up. I'm disciplining sure styles, right? It's a very different style. <laughs> totally. Very different. But hey, you, you do what you gotta do to raise, uh, to raise a kid and keep them healthy and sane and disciplined and Yeah, and for you to stay sane too. Yeah. It's like, um, was it the other day, next the other day, this is like weeks ago, me and Issa were at ikea yeah i'm like ikea there's like so many things to see so many things to touch yeah and i was just kind of going through the showroom because there's something i saw but i couldn't remember and so i was just like whipping through it and um i found it and we went out we were probably there for like 30 minutes 40 right. minutes and then as i was checking out this lady's like you and your daughter are so cute together she's so cute and she's so well disciplined i was like thank you so much as i'm crumpling the bag of gummies in my pocket thank you so much that whole time i've been like come with me right now do you want a gummy do you want a gummy yeah you want to go okay, cool come on go on the whole time she didn't see me like giving her gummies along her trail like a little puppy going like come on, yeah, come on, come on, come on. hey you do what you gotta do it works to get your job done and to get that kid to follow you around and so. now that parent thinks i'm like the queen hey, mom like that girl nailed it you have your tactics it doesn't matter how you go about it it doesn't matter it works for me all right also in case our listeners aren't aware this episode i think we're just gonna go about it unstructured you know oh, i think they know that now. times are a bit heavy right now i don't think we need structure i don't think we need doom and gloom i think we're just gonna riff on this yeah we're just go gonna with the flow and chat. do a thing yeah so anyway topics just topics. kidding yeah, no. but yeah no i just wanted i want to ask you about that stuff because it's been on my mind where i feel like we always talk about chinese stuff but not a lot about filipino stuff so yeah i just share more about that 
because I want to learn more. Okay, sure. Yeah. I taught you a new word, Ilocano word, the other day. Yeah. That was Ilocano? Yeah, it's oh. Ilocano. So it's a different dialect. Nabangsit. Nabangsit. That means stinky. Yeah. Bajo is Tagalog for stinky. Bajo. Bajo. Okay. Oh, for, oh, for in for Tagalog. Tagalog. Yeah. In Tagalog, bajo, and then nabangsit. Nabangsit. And then yeah. peck peck is vagina. Got it. So, bajo, peck peck. All right. Wait, that's Yaller Tagalog? Peck, that's peck in Tagalog. Is... Okay. Or I guess um, peck peck is like interchangeable. Like, oh, so it's both. Ilocano uses peck peck too. Is it peck peck nabangsit or nabangsit peck peck? Uh, I don't like... know. I'm no stickler. No, but like... What oh, I don't know. <laughs> My preference, I think it's... Um, the smelly so is that the noun first no before? it's the verb the no verb? verb no adjective adjective <laughs> adjective is description right yeah verb is action yeah noun is person place thing yeah but vagina is person place or thing right yeah. so it's noun and then adjective no it goes i think you go adjective and then noun. then noun okay so nabungsik pep pep yeah <laughs> got it or bajo pep pep got it all and right. that's your language lesson for the day. <laughs> Stinky vaginas. <laughs> How do you say it in um, Cantonese? I don't even know what vagina is in Cantonese. Maybe that word does not exist. Yeah, I don't know. How about fe- uh, like female part? My, my uncle would always say organ like or- for those fi- like <laughs> private parts. What female organ is? You, no, <laughs> is there a word know. for organ? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> just checking. Just checking. I know penis is... Banjo. So there's no <laughs> word for woman's like reproductive. I'm sure there is. Oh, okay, I just don't but know what just it don't is. Know it. What's it again? Uh, banjo. Banjo. Yeah. You know what? I'll probably never have to use that word. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Unless I want to lure Coleman into some. No, I understand what you're saying. Times. Like, do you? Can I have some of your? Ew, don't even Bunjau? say. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry, everyone. I apologize in advance. I don't know how to use penis in a sentence clearly. <laughs> no, you did. Or in an appropriate sentence. <laughs> I just want to hear about you and my brother. Thank Why you do you think peace is made? She just magically appeared. Yeah, a crane came down and dropped her off. There was a crane yeah. yeah it was a threesome <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> and that's episode 42 <laughs> uh yeah so that's our your language lesson for today um yeah so since we last talked i had mentioned to you that there were a bucket list items that i didn't get to complete yeah well i'm happy to say since i said that oh. i was able to complete two of the three things i really wanted to do so i was able to go on a really nice hike which I did go. I went to, I think it's called Hollyburn, um, kind of near. I don't even know where near Cyprus. Um, okay, yeah. Took I took a like a week off and just figured let's take advantage of this. Um, so went on a beautiful hike near Cyprus. It was quiet, sunny, beautiful. Got lots of good fresh air, and then I also was able to go camping on the same day you went to Victoria. So. Went to Salt Spring Island, did a camping trip there. Oh, so you guys were able to get a site? Yeah, so the place we went to is first come, first serve. So yeah. we went early on Tuesday, which is the day after Labor Day. And yeah, we got an amazing waterfront spot. Sweet. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. I know, I guess not for everybody, but like for me, just being out in nature and kind of like disconnecting really does a lot for me. It kind it's of a just, reset. Yeah, it's a reset. It recharges me. It just kind of 
it's disruptive you know what i mean like you get so you get so involved in your monday to friday whatever grind that you're in that you kind of you just go in cruise control right yeah and you don't really think about what you're doing anymore you're just doing doing day by day just doing right and so for me to have like disrupted that and just stopped my day-to-day routine and went gone camping and gone hiking i feel like it kind of refreshed me yeah you know what i mean totally. what's so funny i was just thinking about something i have to tell you later it has nothing to do with okay. well, thank you for paying I'm attention so sorry. i'm sorry my story is so boring <laughs> i just remembered i wanted to say something but anyways okay. it has nothing anyways. to do that but yeah you do need to reset <laughs> okay. yeah anyways clearly my story's not interesting <laughs> so story. let's just move on <laughs> no please anyways. did you get your candle <laughs> <laughs> you ordered that candle yes. off amazon yes thank yeah, you for right. ordering a citronella candle <laughs> citronella lamp it worked amazingly um yeah. Are there a lot of mosquitoes? Like not on mosquitoes. That side? There were tons of wasps, though. Oh, God. everywhere. One thing I didn't notice this year was a lot of people had wasp traps, and they're just like these. I guess it's like sugar water in a bag, so the wasps go in, but they can't go out. Oh no! And so you like, just see them get trapped in yeah, there. Yeah, oh, literally. No. Think about like a Ziploc bag filled with dead wasps. Oh, and gross! Just floating in water. Ugh. Yeah, it was pretty I'm very gnarly. sensitive. But they're so fucking aggressive. Like they swarm you the moment there's food around. So. Anyways, what yeah. kind of food did you bring then? Just like nothing out of the ordinary. Like we okay. brought lots of fruit. We brought veggies. We just yeah, we just kind of like kept it easy and natural and clean. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. Really so, good. anyways, I'm glad that I got to kind of tick off my summer bucket list stuff. It was what just, was the third one? So you got two out of the three. I want to go to go back to like the Okanagan, Kelowna, oh, whatever, right, right, to do right, the wine right, stuff, right, but right. that is a no-go for me that's gonna be a no-go i think for a while for yeah me too exactly yeah so i'm super happy that i got the summer bucket list done and i feel like after going like going on such a high like you know like before labor day and then whatever they like all of a sudden then coming back here and then the wildfires from what is it oregon and washington like yes, that's the that habit yeah. and all that smoke blowing up here and just turning this place into like a smoggy smoky so our air quality is on par yeah theirs exactly and we, we're not even obviously we like, have no forest fires i think we have one like north oh we do i didn't yeah. know that yeah but so. it's far it's like i think past i think williams late yeah so that's far yeah totally so just to come back to that and then not i think so on kcrw actually i did want to talk about this they 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 brought up a really interesting thing who did? Uh, on KCRW. Oh, yep. So um, it's just like, I think it's on, um, this is this one of the radio shows that they talk about. They they were talking about something that really rung true to me, and it's called solastalgia. So it's a play on words. It's the combination of solace and nostalgia. Okay, yeah. Put together. Uh, and it essentially describes the feeling of distress associated with environmental change close to your home so if you're feeling yeah i think a lot of us are going through it right now um so it describes a form of emotional or existential distress caused by environmental change it is best described as a lived experience of negatively perceived environmental change um so i and the person who coined this term is glenn albrecht uh, he's a who is he? He's a clinical psychologist in Australia. 
Uh, so yeah, I mean, that kind of sums up everything that's going on and what we're feeling. So if you're feeling anxiety, you're feeling depression, you're feeling stress, this is normal. It's something that is affecting everybody right now. Um, you know, just living in your home and what what used to be a place of comfort, of retreat, yeah. of safety is being disrupted from everything that's going on from the wildfires, from the pandemic, from the moth infestations yeah. where, where your home isn't really home anymore, but it's like a jail that you can't really leave anymore because of quarantine and everything. Yeah. So I, I know. Was... It's been a jail since Saturday. <laughs> it feels like it, you know what I mean? Like I can't open my windows because I'm afraid of the smoke coming in yeah. and I can't breathe in the air because the air, the air quality is so awful. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I feel trapped. And, like, if I go out, like, you have to wear a mask, like, so you're not even breathing in proper air. It's, like, you can't go out for a walk. It's not that safe anymore now. It's, like, I don't know. I'm worried that East is not getting enough exercise. Yeah, like, we're all feeling trapped right now. And it's not great that we're trapped inside our own homes. Yeah. And you work here. You live here. Exactly, yeah. 24-7. Totally, so... I don't know. I guess that's me too. I also live in my home 24-7. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're all living in our home 24-7 at this yeah. point. I mean, we can go out and stuff, but it's just like, we're losing our last... So the, there's, there's something called an Indian summer, right? Where yeah. it's like the last throes of summer where it gets really hot and humid and stuff. Yeah, that's where we should have been. That's where we should be right now. Yeah. But we're not even having it because of everything that's going on. I mean, they they say it's going to clear up, but i don't know like well, i try to the remind end of the myself week, they said yeah so but who knows who knows right i mean the changes every day but i'm trying to remind myself that i should be thankful that like i have a place i have a job i'm yeah. healthy as far as i know you know um i'm not in pain i have a steady source of income like just trying to remind myself of all these things and just repeating it to myself out loud in my yeah. head just to snap myself out of the the doom and gloom of everything going on yeah you're and, right there's a lot to be grateful for too yeah i mean and it, that doesn't mean i'm not trying to say like we sh- that doesn't make our feelings and emotions invalid no it doesn't but it's just a way for us to kind of flip get the our head out of the clouds a little bit yeah exactly i mean sounds like you're feeling it too is what you said like you yeah. kind of agree with what solastalgia is and i don't know i feel like we just need to find ways to snap ourselves out of that as much as we can because if we just let ourselves you know swim and float in this pit of de- des- desperation and depression misery like, where are we gonna like what's you know what i mean like yeah. what good is that gonna do for us so well i've got some sweets later on yeah um but i was laughing earlier because yeah. one of my sweets is i'll just mention it now is this documentary on netflix called the social Dilemma. oh my god everybody's talking about that documentary. yeah so it's so it's so good. Yeah. Um, they have one thing I will warn you about that might be annoying is like there's a dramatization that kind of shows, I guess, a very, very simple way of how social media can affect someone. Um, and it's kind of like, ah, yeah, like I wish it was just documentary, but right. um, it's worth watching to see how it like social media and the analytics um, come to play. Right. Because it's so catered to the user. Yeah. Um, have you seen it? No, but I, people have been talking about it, like, nonstop. So when I was watching it, I was thinking about 
you, like you popped to my head because okay. um, you purchased. When I was telling you about my summer. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, <laughs> yeah, like oh, this idiot right here. <laughs> <laughs> this guy sucker. <laughs> yeah. This guy's an easy target. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I wrote down social dilemma because I was like, oh, what's the third thing I wanted to yeah. say? Um, and then you had purchased something because it showed up on your social media so many times. Yeah. And that was something. Like that, a prime reason, right? Yeah, yeah. That like clicked for me because they had, this is one example. I don't think it'll ruin it. No. So the dramatization is this. There's like a user. He's like a teenage boy. Yeah. And they want him to be engaged on his phone, on these platforms 24 seven. Right. So these like, um, they use these people as like, the analytic part of it okay. of like controlling the user. So yeah. there's like these three people we want to sell them an ad. This yeah. is going to cost five cents right. if we send it out to him. It's yeah. like, Oh, let's send this notification now. Yeah. Oh, in his suggestion box, let's put this epic fail video up. Yeah. So then you're keep it, you're constantly keeping this guy in engaged. Yeah. 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 So then they're like, Oh, he'll love this um, ad. He'll love this ad. Right. And I thought about when you kept seeing that ad, the tushy ad. Yeah. Is that too much info? No, no, it's okay. fine. Yeah. That tushy ad, yeah. and then you bought it. Yeah. And there's like, obviously, I fell that's into like, the trap. you totally fell into the trap. You had seen it frequently, and yeah. you probably watched the video. Yeah. You probably visit their Instagram page. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, of course I want a clean butt. Yeah. Uh, yes. And then you bought it. Right. And then on the flip side, there's like other product yeah. that serve the same function maybe even better than the yeah. tushy yeah for like a third of the price right totally no for sure definitely um yeah i i mean in this day and age it's like social media is so part of like our our day-to-day lives um i definitely fell for it 100 percent. the thing is like i can recognize that i fell for it yeah the unfortunate thing is not everybody can can yeah so they're more easily manipulated into these kinds of things which is definitely a lot more concerning yes so they use like americans as an example a lot but obviously this is like worldwide yeah and one example was someone just going down a rabbit hole of ideas yeah to the point where like they're seeing it so frequent yeah that now this is their ideal so now this is like conspiracy theories like fake news and that's like where just watch it like that's where it's heading that's where it's getting to like a scary place totally yeah and like i agree it's like all the analytics all the curated things that social media the internet does for you does nothing for your evolution um in terms of like intelligence of in terms of forming an opinion in terms of gaining a perspective because everything's curated to what you're searching who you're talking to who you're following yeah. you know what i mean so um my friend hunji sent me this really interesting article about how um we're not like i can't remember what the word is but it's like we're, we're not equipped to like debate how debate is now totally not what it is before right because debate before was all about facts facts understanding what your opponent is thinking understanding their perspective yeah. and then being able to speak to their perspective in a like in a debative way right yeah. but in today's society people aren't people are so afraid to debate people are so like closed off in cancel culture you know what i mean it's like if you don't agree with what i'm gonna what i believe in then i'm gonna cancel you yeah I'm you're unfollow. fake news like yeah. you don't know the truth yeah exactly so everything you're doing right now is just being curated to you and what your beliefs are right yeah but the real thing that you should, you should be doing is that if, say, you meet a Trump supporter, you know, and they say this fact about 
Trump or, you know, about the gun laws or whatever, right? Yeah. Then you should be doing your part to understand where they're coming from, understanding where they're gathering their information yeah. from and what that information is saying. You know what I mean? Forming a 360 perspective on those kinds of things. And yeah, I agree. It's like at this day and age, like we're going down a really slippery slope of being very, I don't know, like not like brainwashed, I guess. Is it the is. Word, you know I think me? that's where we're at. Yeah. And they were saying in the documentary too, it's like um, technology has evolved like exponentially. Yeah. Our brains, we have not evolved where we can the get caught up. Totally. There's no way we could. Yeah. Um, so now there should be a base of truth, but totally. everyone has their own truth. Yeah. And that's where it gets scary. Totally. I think there should definitely be like a, a split between like what, what are hard truths hard facts what's reality versus what is opinion you know well yeah that's the hard part now yeah it's like no one it's knows all blurred. so they're saying like in the philippines most people get their news from like facebook yeah and they're not getting their news from news sources totally like journalists yeah exactly anymore. yeah um that's like a scary thing and i can see that with like my family i've had to unfollow my aunt who's from the states because mm -hmm. some of this stuff she's like posting is like what the heck like i'm not on facebook yeah, really yeah um but then sometimes um i still be like oh did you see and i was like no i did not <laughs> logging in yeah, on the yeah. computer and i was like that girl is nutty totally and i think it's so important for people to understand like what is what's a reliable news source and what is like like biased news you know what i mean like I think I listen to a lot of American radio and like Fox yeah. News is a really good example of what is considered like biased news. Even yeah. CNN can be considered That's, biased news, right? Yeah. Like every news source has some kind of bias or leans towards something, right? But I think it's really up to the listener, up to the reader to really understand that, to be able to distinguish that and recognize that, you know what I mean? And I think it's really concerning when people can't recognize that. Like it's it's scary because we're never going to be able to get to the point where we can trust anything anymore. You know what no, I mean? No, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I won't say anymore, but definitely watch it. You popped up and I was seeing if I was like ever a victim yeah. of that. And yeah. I can't say I have. I also did the no buy year. So I wasn't really like looking around for stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'm more like more conscious about yeah. things like that more. Yeah, totally. And I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's scary for teenage kids to be on social media and they're they're so yeah. they're much more easily influenced than us you know so what I mean? talk speaking about privilege we're also the last generation who knows what it's like to not have yeah the internet totally to have to like look in a magazine yeah. for news yeah or like the newspaper totally wait for it to arrive yeah um and we'll never see that again totally it's would you consider that an evolution of human society or would you see that as like a, the, the downfall of human society? No, I think it's the evolution because yeah. a lot, I feel like I'm getting a lot more information. And For sure. Like, okay, I'll talk about getting down a rabbit hole of yeah. information. It was like back when Issa was first born yeah. and I was looking for a hip carrier because the one I got was not approved by the Hip Dysplasia <laughs> Association. And that was like days, hours of research. Yeah. And it wasn't just like, U.S. and Canada, because there wasn't really, like, a major standard. Yeah. But in Europe, they had standards. Yeah. They had to comply to this. Yeah. So I wouldn't have known that if had I go not... Go down your rabbit hole. My rabbit hole and yeah. lost 10 weeks of sleep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that was information I needed to feel, like, assured. Yeah. 
because I, I wouldn't have known that otherwise. Yeah, but... <laughs> But like, yeah, I get yeah, it. <laughs> information's out there. The more you know, I, I get, I get. Like, it's important to like get the information, know your facts, and all this stuff. Yeah. But our parents did just fine raising us without any of that information. Some either. of us are fine. Let's look at what thirty-ish-year-olds are like these days. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, so I'm. I started a petition before I forget. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about it. I started a petition um, because you know with COVID and everything, yeah. I'm not comfortable being indoors. Right. Um, and like community centers, libraries, and all that. That's yeah. definitely out. Right. For me. And uh, so I started the petition. It's going really well. I'm like 24 people. Um, I just need 20 more, 24 or more signatures to get my 500, and then I can approach the board yeah. um, and propose this, and then have five minutes to speak at a meeting and yeah. all of this, right? So, anyways, what I've realized is while I posted this, because I went back on Facebook, so I can post these into <laughs> these mom groups, yeah. that some people who are were in the same peer group are just like Against. so mental. They come and they're like, why can't your kid just play in the rain? Yeah. It's like, I'm looking for options. Yeah. Like, we play in the rain. Totally. But sometimes we don't want to be soaking wet. Yeah. And Vancouver is notorious for rainy weather. Yeah. Cold rainy weather at totally. that. Totally. Yeah, it's exactly. It's freezing. Yeah. So it's nice to be dry and cold. I don't yeah. want to be both sometimes. Totally. And then there's a series of parents on this thing, too. Angry moms. Yeah. They're just, like, fighting with each other. It's like... If you don't want to be part of this, yeah. don't come and yeah. don't show up in the comment section. Totally. And there, someone's like, well, we need the rain to wash the playground of yeah. germs and stuff. Yeah. And they're like, do you think, and then some other mom's like, do you think someone in the city is coming to wash the playground in the summer? Yeah. No. It's like, no. So what <laughs> difference does it make with shade? And then someone mentioned it, um, well, playgrounds are infested with germs and the sun and the rain help clean it and one mom was like i saw a kid pee on a slide and it's like what the heck what are we d- okay don't sign it then don't even show up to the party if you're just gonna say pee on the slide but you know that's not how the internet works though right like- i know that's not how it works but these are like 30 year old you want to say that our parents raised us well yeah. these are my peers other parents <laughs> Who are saying the shit to each other. Oh, yeah. No, I get 100%. Yeah. It's like, what is going... And I'm just reading it. As, first, I was just liking every comment in support. Like, I'm so glad they're they're here. Yeah, yeah. They're willing to sign it. Yeah. And they're like, invest in some rain gear. It's like, oh, my gosh. That is not... The, did you not read the description? Yeah. It's like, I don't want to fight with anyone but here. But everybody... Like, that's, that's, face, that's what Facebook does, right? Like, okay. Well, I'm I know, I know, like, oblivious to that, clearly. <laughs> don't read the comments. Like, if there's anything I could recommend, is like, don't... Okay, I just wanted to see. It's like, oh, I'm getting really good <laughs> feedback so far. It's like, this is a great idea. I can't wait for this. I have a nine-month-old. Yeah. It's like, my kid has a disability. Yeah. It's extra slippery. I don't yeah. want to be out. So I'm like, cool, cool, cool. And then it was like, pee. Rain doesn't kill anyone. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, what the... You guys. Karens and trolls. Karens and, yeah, like, angry Karens. But these are, like, part of a mom, like, a Vancouver mom group. But that doesn't mean they're not all... That's how we're here to, like, support each other. (laughs) We're in a group together. I I thought... Yeah, the perfect, uh, you know, story would be that we'd all be, like, lifting each other up. But I think think the reality is that, like, people are... There's always going to be haters, and there's always going to be people that are going to troll you. 
regardless. Well, yeah. Well, we got trolled with that peacock. <laughs> but that's fine. Don't let that get you down. You know what I mean? Like, you started the petition. You know yeah. you have supporters. Just yeah. run with it. Don't let the few negative Nazis kind of ruin it for you. But my, I, it doesn't It doesn't ruin it for me. No. If anything, it's like I'm almost at 500 and yeah. I started this like a less than a week yeah. ago. So it's like I'm, I'm pretty cool with that. It's just like I don't understand. The mentality yeah. behind it. Yeah. It's like why even put that energy out there? Everyone's like so positive. Great idea. Da-da-da. Da-da-da. Yeah, totally. And they're like, get a rain suit. Doesn't matter. Kids pee on slides. It's like, you're stupid, everyone who said that. There was always going to be stupid people. So anyways, yeah. that's our peers. I'm saying yeah. our parents raised, right? yeah. Yeah, raised totally. some of us. Right? And you know what? That Unfortunately, those things get passed on generation after generation after generation. Oh, so great. these 30-year-olds probably have kids too. And they're passing their ignorant ideas on to their kids and so on and so forth and that's why we still have racism that's why we still have homophobia you know what i mean that's why we still have sexism very true just do better that that population people slowly deteriorates generation after generation as we become more woke yeah and who we are as a society as a human society that's very true yeah that's very positive and that one thing about social dilemma yeah it feels positive at the end yeah it's it, at the end of it so there's good and bad it. to everything right yeah. I, like everything's good in moderation right and then i think the social dilemma points out how the excessiveness of it can probably turn things from positive to negative really quickly yeah yeah so one thing that's nice about this documentary true the people they interview are the ones who were either like the ceos or had started yeah. or had created these analytics right so they're like the first front line and I guess when they had started, they thought it was super positive and yeah. they did not see. Like how, how wrong it'd be. Like, hey, you like this. Of course you're going to like this. Then you'll like this too, right? Yeah. It's just like, it's like going into like a clothing store and the sales associate being, hey, I saw you, these jeans go well with this top. So I'm just going to pass these over to you if you want to try them. Like, it's and here's upset. a bidet. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what? I have, like, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just fucking. Let know. me just clear clarify i i definitely looked up to she like i yeah i like it i have no doubts i have no regrets about buying it but do did i did the repetitive ads eventually get to me yes of course and i bought it i just bug it but yeah totally i almost bought it too just kidding i did not i'm sure there's yeah like yeah I don't know. yeah but no, i'm I sure think, there's some subliminal thing yeah, i've done oh, too and there's our phones are listening to us all the time and they're curating things so it's like hey yeah as long True. as we're aware of it. Yeah. <laughs> I take full responsibility for my actions. <laughs> yeah. Okay, another thing about the petition too. Someone said something about like drug use and stuff. But yeah. that's going to happen anywhere too. Totally, for sure. So you can't just say it's a covered playground. No. It's going to be any place, especially are, right now. People are going to find any reason to poo-poo on your ideas, I know, right? you're so. poo-poo. You need a tushy, sir. Just kidding. Stop now. Stop, stop, stop. Okay, so kind of like going on to that has there been anything that you that you've purchased off the internet that was influenced by analytics about or like repetitive ads mm, i can't say because you bought a bidet too i been yeah i did get a bidet um but i was only you waiting for it. <laughs> coleman to say he would agree to install it so it. it took a long time like when we were in japan it was like the best thing and yeah like every restaurant had it and our Airbnb, Airbnb had it. Yeah. And it was just like, I kept thinking about it. It's like, yeah, we should get one. We should get one. And then it just didn't come It to wasn't play. successful. Yeah. No, it wasn't. But I will say for those of you, for those of you who are thinking about getting a bidet, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Especially when, remember when toilet paper was out? It was yeah. like, get a bidet. And that, that's also what influenced, like, I think that's also what triggered it too, because yeah. toilet paper was such a 
hot commodity that people are like, oh, well, you don't need toilet paper if you have a bidet. But the truth is you still need fucking toilet paper when you have a bidet because... It, you need to let, dry. Yeah, unless your bidet has a dryer, like, you want to walk around with wet ass. But you're not using as much. A W-A-B. <laughs> I'd ask Colin what a WAP is. I kept seeing it know? everywhere. No, and then I Googled it. I was like, yikes. <laughs> hey, that's all the female empowerment. Females owning their sexuality yeah. in a way that males have been doing. Why can't females do it? So that's yeah, what that's what I'm the- WAP right now. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I would uh, top that off from our last comment. But yeah, I will say if you get a bidet, your toilet paper's consumption doesn't decrease because you still got to drive. And then it does, doesn't it? Though because you're not using as much. Yeah, if you have like a a a really dirty ass that isn't like a two wipe situation. Yeah. (laughs) You ever have those situations where like you wipe and you wipe and you wipe and it's still like, like, am I still gonna? Okay, I need another roll soon. (laughs) Yes. Then the answer is yes. So there's TMI. Take that, Chris R W ninety two. Um, but yeah, no, uh, highly recommend a bidet. Yeah. Um. Okay, cool. That sounds like <laughs> something sweet, your yeah, recommendation. Sure, let's just let's riff on some other sweet things that we saw. Okay, so, um, mine is mostly television. Okay. Um, so HBO has this show called The Righteous Gemstones. Have you heard of it? No, what is it? So it's a Danny McBride show. Okay. Fucking hilarious. Like, he's such a good actor, is and it? I don't think people really appreciate his, like, comedic style. Right. What's the premise? Okay, so it's um, John, Good- uh, John Goodman. He's- John from Roseanne? Yeah, so what? John Goodman. He's I love in him. it as well. He's, like, the dad. Yeah. So it's about a family yeah. um, who are, like, televangelists. Okay. And they're super, super, super loaded. Yeah. And his sons are also televangelists yeah. and they travel around the world so the, the opening scene for season one is they're doing like a mass baptism in china <laughs> oh, and it's like in 24 hours and yeah. they're just like baptism yeah. like baptizing baptizing yeah, yeah. anyways it shows it's a crime dark comedy okay. so like something happens where danny mcbride is involved in something non-christian like and Got he it. gets um blackmailed oh and then it's a series of things. It's only nine episodes, but fuck, it is so is it? funny. Oh no, it's God. so good. I and need like, to watch this. Um, the guy from Workaholics, who was also in Pitch Perfect, he was also the nanny, the manny yeah, in... Yeah, I, I can't remember. He, did a, he had a comedy show, too. Uh, like stand-up? Divine? Devine? Adam Devine. Yeah. Adam Devine. Yeah. Yes, he's in it, too. He's like the him. other brother. Yeah. So it's like John Goodman's the dad. Ooh, it's a pretty good cast. Danny McRide's the older brother. He's this the youngest brother. Yeah. And then this other girl with the curly hair, she's pretty funny, too. Really, really awkward. She's the middle sister. Nice. It is so good. I gotta watch this. Um, so, yeah. Highly recommend. Awesome. Um, and so then good. my other one is I watched that Paris documentary on YouTube last night. The Paris Hilton documentary. Oh, yeah. Paris. <laughs> Not the country. <laughs> no, no. The person. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I wasn't really, like, into, I guess, like, what she was doing. Like, uh, The Simple Life and all that stuff. That's hot. Right. That's hot. That's hot. I love The Simple Life. But oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, Coleman also liked it. My sister <laughs> loved it. She bought the DVDs after. Like, you could watch that twice. So good. Um, that's on Prime, by the way. Did you see it? No. Okay. I'll have yeah, to so check it out. watch it. Uh, and it was just nice to see that side of her. 
Like the real side of Paris. The real. So she's saying like Paris that you see is like a character she's made. Totally. Now she's been like locked into this character and it's hard to like separate her from the character sometimes. Yeah. But you know how she's talking like this? Yeah. Um, Like you can hear her real voice sometimes. Yeah. And it's like lower. Totally. And it's kind of raspy. Yeah. It's nice. I'm like, love you. Yeah. I don't know what that voice is, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was really good. It's on YouTube. It's one of their, like, original documentaries. Yeah, it's for free, too. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, interesting. Because Netflix also had a similar documentary about, like, influencers and all that stuff, and Paris Hilton was one of them. And it kind of also showed you that side of her where she's, like, building this this like brand Empire, character, this yeah. brand, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm interested to see how different this documentary is. So I watched is. The Social Dilemma, and then I watched Paris Hilton. And yeah. you can see how like addicted she is to social media because not only is that like her brand yeah it's just like she doesn't know what else to do totally other than being on her phone all the time to be paris hilton the brand not paris hilton the person but then she yeah and then there's this separation you exactly where is the separation um, anyways, I it was worth the watch. Coleman did not want to watch it, and I was just like, I really want to see it. I just want to see what is yeah. the big hype, um, and it's worth the hype, I think. For That's me. awesome. Because I don't know, I didn't. She was just like annoying to me. Yeah. So I, I didn't really you. pay much attention. I wasn't really into like reality television, like I am now. No, I'm <laughs> <You're> kidding. <fucked. laughs> I do like Jersey Shore. That's <laughs> one thing I will. I I have watched. Got it. Um, but yeah. Anyways, I thought it was neat and oh I nice that's it i like that for my uh, sweets television sweets television sweets i'll have to check i definitely want to check out the righteous gems oh so now. good so when you're done watching it um we can riff on yeah. it yeah cool because it's so <laughs> it's so good it's just so good and nine episodes is totally digestible too so i think the first episode's like an hour and then yeah. the rest is only like half an hour amazing yeah it's violent there's some violence in it so that's don't right. expect it to be like very yeah like comedic yeah yeah, yeah. All it's the dark time. comedy for yeah. sure yeah um one, one of my sweets that I saw, or just cool things, that not cool things, but touching things that I saw was, um, so the tennis player, Naomi... Oh, oh the half Japanese. Half Japanese, yeah. half Jamaican. Naomi Osaka, I think that's her name. Yeah. So they showed, I, so she won the, the tennis, tennis championships. championships. <laughs> sure, is that what it's called? I don't know. World championships. World championships, yeah, I, I don't know what it's called. The Anyways, Wimbledon. <laughs> yeah. The, the tennis superstar battle (laughs) extravaganza yeah sport thing um (laughs) anyway so she won it and i don't like yeah so a mask the whole time right yeah she wore like every day different mask for all the the uh african americans that that died lost their lives yeah um so anyways it actually wasn't about that it was actually something different um but when she won she actually went up to her opponent i can't remember her name but she was like do you want to come up and do the interview with me? You know, they're all, they're all here to see you too, just as much as they're here to see me. Aww. And then the other, the, her opponent, I think her name was Coco or something like that, I can't remember, but she was like, she's like, I can't go up, like, I'm not, I'm just going to cry. Like, I guess, like, she was just so emotional from it. And yeah. she's like, I can't go up, I'm just going to cry. She's like, no, 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 like, I want you to be up there. Like, you're here, I'm here, we, we work so hard, like, let's be up here together. And I was so, like, touched by that. I mean, it's like, <laughs> yes. females supporting females and just hearing how, like, how hurt she was. Not hurt, but, like, how, like, Moved. Yeah, moved she was and saying that she's, I'm just going to cry, you know, like, I don't want, she's like, well, I'd rather you cry up here beside me and, and, and like, appreciate this than cry in the shower. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh my God, that's so amazing. Like, I was so touched by it. It's like, I love this. Like, this is what, 
competition should be about. You know what I mean? It's like, just because you win doesn't mean you're both, like, there's a loser, right? Why not support each other yeah. and, like, celebrate each other just because, you know, like, woman supporting woman is so important, especially in this day and age. Like, I don't know. I was so touched by it. Like, I definitely cheered up when I watched it because I, I could feel what, when she said, like, I'm just going to cry. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, like, I get it. It sucks to lose, but... Like, sharing the show, you both work so hard. And, I don't know, it's just, like, something really magical about that moment. And What's beautiful because you don't see that. Yeah, you don't see that. You don't see that side of things. And, like, when she's just, like, if she's, like, I'd rather you cry here than cry in the shower. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. like, totally true. It's Why like, didn't I hear that? I heard about the tennis player that, like, chucked the tennis ball and it hit one of the referees oh or the God. line people and she like was not well after he got kicked out of the game oh so that's God. what i hear everywhere is like this violent angry yeah. tennis player not some beautiful woman who's yeah. like hey girl yeah we did this totally we did this together yeah come on up support each other kick your ass yeah. but it's cool it's all in competition love you girl totally i think it also depends on like i don't know like where you're looking for new sources as well like i said like i just found this on my when I was just randomly browsing Instagram and somebody posted it. And yeah, I don't know. I was like, that was a really, it's something that I, I'm glad I saw in, in the mood that I'm in, in the week that I'm living in. It's yeah. like just some, some positive some tears. Feel good yeah, stuff. Yeah, feel good tears. You know oh, I mean? I, I'll try to send you one. I think I have yeah. one. I just can't remember one yeah. right now. But that's, that, that was my, one of my sweets. Oh, I just remembered it. Um, So it was, I think it was BuzzFeed or something. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this, but like, this um, guy had posted what his mom had said. Yeah. She, he sent her a photo of like a group of them in a photo. And yeah. then he's like, oh, I love this picture. And your friend's little purse. Did you see that? No. And the purse is actually his um, mask folded up. And he was holding <laughs> it really small. But he was writing, it's like, we need more people like this. Whole <laughs> <old> purses. <laughs> I love that. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. The mom is just being like, hey, I'm here for you and your yeah. friend's purse. Yeah. It's like, it's a mask. <laughs> I should find it. I'll send it to you too. That's it's a good funny. one. Um, one other thing that I've been, I don't know if I like it or not, but it is, it's very touching is when people like, so they, they take a photo and they're posing like by themselves. And then, so, and then they take the photo and okay. then it flips to the photo that they're reenacting. So like one is of this like one that I saw recently that made me tear up because I could relate to it was um, she was she was holding two cats. Okay. She was holding one cat. Yeah. But it just looks like she was holding two, and then it flashed oh, no. to another picture of her holding both cats, and I was like, oh, that's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> and then one was the same thing of like um somebody like their arm around nothing, and then it flashed to like them with their arm around like their mom or something like that. You oh know what I mean? Oh my gosh, I can't even this <laughs> I'm crying right now. I can't. But yeah, so that's some fun things that I saw on the internet. Um, and then one other suite that I that I really liked that we all did was we went to this thing that the Museum of Vancouver was was uh, oh. backing in Chinatown called um, Seat at the Table. A Seat at the Table, which kind of is a kind of homage and exhibit of Chinatown and the Chinese history in Vancouver so it's like a little small exhibit in the Han Sing Athletic Club on Pender Street um, in Chinatown and it just kind of talks about you know how Chinatown came about the different families that lived there yeah. some of the political issues that that occurred during the times of Chinatown's like golden era um, it talks about different types of restaurants that were there um, and just people's life stories being in Chinatown and so it's like story corps but like yeah. for Chinatown yeah exactly totally and it was really great. Like I, it was nostalgic for me. Like 
having been like being having grown up in Chinatown with my grandma and stuff like there's a lot of things that I remember about China that don't exist today and yeah. it was nice to just see that um downside was that because of covid practices you're pretty much rushed through the exhibit and you can't really go in and like review things and really listen to to it so yeah I had some issues with that with like older Chinese ladies <laughs> just crowding you. Yeah, yeah. Like one in particular. Every time I turn around, she was like right there. <laughs> right there. But she was like, "We're following the same path." Yeah. Um, so what does when does it go till? I don't know, but um, I think it's on for a while at least. Yeah, because I heard it's going to be a exhibit at. The Museum of Vancouver. Well, the Museum of Vancouver already has an exhibit there oh, they on do. that stuff. So this is like an extension of that, essentially. But yeah, it was it was really cool. Um, saw some really cool uh, little stories about uh, Strathcona and um, the 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 gentrification that came about with Strathcona and how it could have started a lot earlier if it wasn't up to a few Chinese families that put a stop to it. Um, yeah, so it's just urban renewal is what that was all about. So, yeah, check it out if you're in Vancouver. You're looking for something to do indoors, um, get away from the smoke. You got to reserve your tickets online. So just Google yeah. a seat at the table, and you can reserve your spot. It's only Friday to Sunday between 10 a.m. and 4. There you go. So check it out if uh, you have time. Yeah, um, definitely worth it. Yeah, I don't know. I think. I think we've riffed quite a bit. What do you think? I think so. Yeah, I, think. I like this one. It was. Yeah. I felt really relaxed. Yeah, and I think for the most part, <laughs> in this day and age, <laughs> we should be more relaxed and not so regimented because the world is already pretty strict enough as is at the moment. The world is strict <laughs> as enough as we know it. And making this up as I go along. Hey, hey, hey thinking of somewhere to say. <laughs> well, what do you know? Oh, poo poo poo. That was episode 42. Hey, we should arrive this time. <laughs> oh, God, I know. Sorry about that, everyone. All right, so that was episode 42. Um, I hope you found this episode a bit more, you know, relaxing. Uh, mm-hmm. I apologize if we bored you a bit with our, <laughs> our ramblings, but, you know, it's needed. Uh, Sometimes. So rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, follow us on Instagram at yellowpackaging604. Um, subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, uh, stay stay safe, stay calm, stay sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. Stay watching TV because that's yeah. what I've been doing. And wear your mask. And wear your mask. All right. Okay, bye. Bye.